Hello there. Welcome back to Star Wars in a Galaxy. Watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. We are back, baby. Uh, we uh, Our last post was, of course, the incredible epic confrontation, the Pink Milk Civil War. We're so glad so many of you enjoyed it. And we are going to post an episode um, the following Friday, but we could not due to scheduling conflicts. But here it is right now. We have an incredible episode for you. Um, Character Appreciation Day is coming back. Uh, we are doing Character Appreciation Day in honor of Andor, which is coming up very soon. We th thought we'd do a Character Appreciation Day on a central figure in Andor, which is Senator Mon Mothma of Shanfrilla, who's the founder of the Rebellion and eventually becomes the Chancellor of the New Republic. Uh, and we're excited to do a deep dive, one of our deep dives into this uh, fantastic character. Uh, so how Character Appreciation Day works is we have five fun facts. We talk about uh, our favorite portrayal, favorite piece of media, three best allies, three best enemies, and best five moments. Uh, Jacob, anything you want to add before um, we just get into this? So good to be back. No, let's go. Let's get it. Okay. Uh, so let's trade off. Okay, so uh, five fun facts. Go with your number five. I don't have my five in any order, really. Um, but... Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, I can I can start out. Um... Yeah. So I, I guess I'll, I'll start um, from the beginning because mine are sort of in order of life story. And I thought interesting. So uh, interestingly enough, her mother, uh, Monta's mother, was a governor on Chandrila, and her father was an arbiter general, um, whatever that means, for the Republic. So um, a political career for her was seen um, was seen by her and her family as kind of her destiny. Um, um, however, as a teenager, she did actually veer away from politics. She became quite a good smash ball player and pursued her true passion of being a historian. However, she eventually returned to politics because of family pressure and a genuine love of civil service. So although it seemed preordained, her path to, you know, becoming a very young senator, becoming this great figure in Rebel Alliance was uh, anything but a straight shot. I love the fact that she was like, okay, I'm going to rebel from politician to historian. Yeah. <laughs> that's her rebellious. That's frankly hilarious. That's great. Um, my first one is about the event that that propelled Mon Mothma to um, create the Rebel Alliance in the first place, which is the Gorman Massacre. The Gorman Massacre um, is the direct instigation. Like, she was playing the Rebellion for a long time, but the direct instigation came after the Gor Gorman Massacre. We have information about it in both canon and legends. Um, it took place two years before the Battle of Yavin in canon, and it took place, let's see, it took place 18 years before the Battle of Yavin in Legends. Um, and uh, in Legends, I know that uh, Grand Moff Tarkin was um, involved in it. Uh, in canon, we have no evidence that he was, but basically it was, um, a, there was a peaceful protest um, in uh, on the planet of Gorman, um, and uh, in Legends, we know it's because of protesting Imperial taxation. But anyway, Imperial Stormtroopers opened fire on peaceful protesters on the planet Gorman. Um, and Mo Senator Mothma was appalled by this. And so she specifically called, basically like, the Boston Massacre of the Galactic Civil War was the Gorman Massacre. Mm, um, I see, I see. And it was the event that propelled Mo Mothma to create the Rebel Alliance in the first place in both uh canon and legends uh 
what's your second one? Uh, so I'm gonna break my my own precedent. Um, I'm I'm going to go out of order, but um, uh, I will kind of add on because one of my facts has to do with the Grandmaster. Um, so I'm I'll spare some of the same details, but yeah, she is more or less responsible. Um, not only you know obviously going back to the very beginning with Le um with Bail Organa with Amidala, you know with the um the secret meetings that they had and you know. At the time of Order 66, they kind of had this verbal, verbal, almost unspoken agreement to um to kind of create to create a rebellion, to create um to create resistance. But um, yeah, she is actually directly responsible as well, more or less for unifying um the scattered rebel cells um uh of you know the the rebels age um into the um the cohesive rebel alliance. That we see in the the original trilogy that takes the empire head on um after years of trying to resist the empire through speaking out in the senate um you know being that lone voice of resistance in the senate um using the the old institutionalist was uh as i said she crossed the line into ebui in, uh, in canada's um after condemning the garmin massacre she was put at the top of the empire's most wanted list um and it was actually um the ghost crew of, of Phoenix Cell in Star Wars Rebels. Um, amazing episode, go check it out. Um, who helped her escape to get her meeting on Dantooine. Um, and it was aboard the ghost that she broadcast her iconic speech to the galaxy, calling for um, people of the galaxy to stand in unity against the Empire. Um, and this resulted in, Eli, as you said, kind of the first gathering, the first true gathering of the Rebel fleet as all the various Rebel cells from around the galaxy um, jumped to Dantooine in response to her call, um, kind of beginning the true um, rebel alliance as as um, one cohesive unit. Absolutely. Um, my second fact for uh, a fun fact about Mon Mothma is so um, the original actress who played uh, Mon Mothma was an actress named Carolyn Blackiston. Uh, and Blackiston... Uh, one of her credits, of course, was Return of the Jedi when she was originally as Mothma. And uh, she told the story of people would come up to her and, um, when she was in theater productions and be, they were like, you were in Star Wars Return of the Jedi? And she was like, yes, but only for 26 and a half cents, uh, seconds. Uh, so her entire appearance, the entire character of Mon Mothma was based off of a 26, 26 and a half second appearance in Return of the Jedi that's that that's kind of sums up the magic of star wars right there you can create such an amazing character from from an original a near a near glup shadow level it, she really she it's really was such an iconic character yeah that's kind of the old she's kind of the ultimate like glup shadow glow up if you think about it probably like, after boba this, yeah this lady yeah yeah absolutely um so my next, uh, my next fun fact, um, Mon Mothma joined the Senate in 32 BBY, right at the time of the Naboo crisis. Um, she was only 14 at the time, so she became one of the uh, one of the youngest that we know in Star King. Um, during her Senate Senate career, um, she was uh, selected to be a member of Palpatine's Loyalist Committee, a group of senators kind of tasked with. Um, yeah, pretty self-explanatory, trying to keep up list uh, Republic sentiment. Um, but she's also an outspoken opponent of the war and increased military spending. Um, 
so this this kind of um brings me to an aside which is what is it with star wars really iconic badass female characters female characters especially and being way too young for the responsibilities given to them like it, padme was 14 when she was the queen of entire creepy. planet yeah leia was out here at 16 15 like i mean, being I, mean a, a I was gonna senator, say like and frankly, also secretly like ahsoka was 14 during the battle of geonosis leia was 16 she was secretly running was, the rebel alliance like, ray was 19 yeah. when she when she i mean 19 is a star wars age but yeah. still ray was 19 leia was like 10 in freaking kenobi when she was yeah. like you know doing all that stuff uh omega think, was yeah. like 12 in, oh my god omega. yeah i on omega batch. and by the way she was the oldest it. member of the bad batch she's the oldest That's member and she was like 12. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even it's... want to get into the clones. That's that's crazy. But well, all, all I'm going to say is at least Luke got to wait until he was legally an adult to have the fate of the galaxy resting on his shoulders. Yeah. Though I will um, say, in, in, Mon all, Mothma, in all fairness, she didn't have the same privilege. In all, in all fairness, <laughs> um, I'm not saying these are the same because they're not. Um, there is one male character I can think of who had to do stuff from a really young age, which is Anakin. Yeah, that is true. At nine, he was, like, you know, determining the fate of Jedi and stuff like that. But, no, it, it's really creepy how they do that with, with especially young female characters. That's, it's... Yeah. it's So it's weird, you know, and, and, and Anakin's the only one who's super, yeah. like, messed up and traumatized and, and carries the weight of having such shocking, crazy experiences at, some, at yeah. such a young age. Like, Ahsoka... She seems to be doing fine. Leia doing yeah, fine. They're they're forced to deal with Some, it. Somehow more. somehow they're unaffected by that. Yeah. Not yeah. unaffected, but you know, it's uh Ezra too. Ezra also was, was was gathered at a young age. Ezra, like he yeah. was he had time to have trauma, but none of the women did. So Yeah. Um, well he had, you know, he had like he he um it was he, for his not Star Wars level trauma. That he had, I would say, a young age. Star Wars doesn't consider that trauma, you know, being out in the streets on your own, fighting, pickpocketing to survive, you know, that's I mean, that's just standard stuff for Star I Wars. I mean, <laughs> yes, but like, you know, like all the stuff with his parents yeah, no, no. and what happened to them Obviously, and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. They, like, they, they pay a lot of attention to that. Um, next. Oh, oh, yeah, no, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious. I was just having yeah. fun with this. No, a, this no thing absolutely. I just thought of when I was no, writing. No, absolutely. Um, um, I think I'm the I have the third one now, right? All right, yeah, go for it. Um, uh, I want to talk about the Cantham House talks. The Cantham oh, House yes, talks. The Cantham House talks. Uh, which is which were the talks in which um Senator uh, Mon Mothma led them with uh her fellow Senator Bail Organa, uh Padme Amidala was also there for quite a few of them, and other senators like uh Fang Zar, I know uh was one of them. I think um this might just be completely um wrong. But I feel like in canon, um, what's her name? Shoot. Senator Chuchi of Pantora was also there. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, and the, these were the talks of, in the Republic time, of saying, hey, the, the Chancellor, he was the Chancellor then, not the Emperor yet, because the Republic had been turned into the Empire. The Chancellor seems to be gaining a little too much power than that, that, that seems good for a democracy to have. Um, and we should start doing this. And there were actually a bunch of deleted scenes in Revenge of the Sith in which Mothma and Organa and Amidala and those other senators were trying to address that before the 
before Order 66 happened and before um, the Republic was transformed in, completely into the Empire by Palpatine. Yeah, the, the talks were very interesting as I kind of, I mean, you said it perfectly, I kind of alluded to the idea that they, the, the rebellion was kind of a glimmer in their eyes for a, for a very, very long time, um, even before Order 66, you could say. Um, let's see, for my next fact, um, bit of a bit of a shorter one, but um, Mon Mothma actually Prince Leia um, from a very early age. Um, in in my research um, from the sources that I had, it's unclear whether she she knew of Leia's uh, true um, true identity, but I, I suspect that she I, did. Um, I believe she did in canon, at least. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I couldn't I couldn't find positive confirmation of that. Um, at least not on Wikipedia or in from a certain point of view or the Rebel Files, which is where I pulled a lot of this good stuff from. Um, but she became Leia's political tutor and was a mentor um, for her during her time in the Senate. Um, so another cool connection there. Yeah, by the way, I just looked on Wikipedia. Mothma showed her personal support for Leia after it was publicly revealed that she was the daughter of Darth Vader. Her message to Leia indicated that she had suspected the truth for some time before the announcement. So, she probably knew. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, let's see. Um, my fourth fact: uh, Carolyn Blackiston wanted to be uh, the original actors of Mon Mothma wanted to be in Revenge of the Sith. Um, they had to recast Mothma because Blackiston was too old to play the young Mothma in the movie, and they cast Genevieve O'Reilly, who's been who's continued playing Mothma up until this day in not only in Revenge of the Sith but in Rogue One, in Rebels, and now in Andor. Um, uh, but, uh, but O'Reilly wanted to see if she could be, um, Mon Mothma's grandmother in Revenge of the Sith. Unfortunately, that role could not be worked into the final film. Well, that's a, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Um, you know, it would have been cool to see her, see her be able to come back, you know, as she kind of originated such a, what became such a, such a cool character. Um. Yeah, let's my final fun fact. Um during the Battle of Adalon, um, when Ezra Bridger, you know, um Ezra Bridger as Thrawn's seventh fleet is closing in on the Phoenix Cell and the Masasi group, he uh, he escapes. Um he sends a call for help. Um Mon Mothma actually refused Ezra Bridger's call for help. Um she refuses to send the main rebel fleet um to save Doom and Masasi groups. Um uh, and I think it was actually, I think it was actually right, although it seems like a, like a callous decision at face value, you know, um, getting involved, as she rightly feared, would probably only play into Thrawn's hands. And um, even the full might of the rebel fleet at that time could not stand up to the, the seventh fleet, which was a very large, very powerful and very expertly, uh, expertly um, led fleet. Um, and yeah, this ended up being a wise decision. Um, coming in for the rescue could have crippled or even destroyed the very fleet that later um, helped steal the Death Star plans, which obviously, you know, saves the Rebellion from certain doom. Yeah, it, it was an extremely tough decision. I watched ZRR very recently from my Rebels rewatch, and it was it, it, it's so interesting to see the debates between Ezra and Senator Mothma, and then later the debates that finally get the Mandalorians to help between Ezra and Sabine and Ursa and Tristan, 
um, it, it, it was a very dark moment for the Rebellion, and I, I applaud Season 3 of Rebels for how well it handled that. Um, yeah, it was it was excellent. Absolutely excellent. Watch it if you haven't. Shout out oh, Rebels. Shout excellent out Rebels. Show. <laughs> um, uh, I want to talk about this is a Legends fact. Um, uh, so in Legends, uh, Mothma was elected the ch first Chancellor of the New Republic. Um, and there is a there is an event where um, where an ambassador for the planet of Carida named Fergan threw a drink in Mon Mothma's face. Wow. But it turns out that they were not it wasn't just a drink. They were they actually had a uh, Fergan actually made nano destroyers uh, and the nano destroyers were in the drink. Um and so they actually like um made uh they they uh they the nano destroyers made Mon Mothma very very sick. So it was like revolting to see, but like actually the intentions were much uh, more sinister. Um, uh, and but Mothma eventually did recover. Um, but I just thought that was a crazy thing that happened in Legends. This is all in the uh, Legends book. It's it's in the Jedi Academy trilogy by Kevin J. Anderson. Um, in Legends, which is which is uh, fantastic, and I, I I love a lot of the ideas that that delivers, and I just thought that was really fascinating. A very interesting fact. Best portrayal. We have two choices here, and I'm not going to be shocked if 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 um if uh, we pick the same thing here. Who do you have for best portrayal of Mon Mothma? Genevieve O'Reilly. I mean, yeah. As much as um, Carolyn Blackison was great, but too, it's um, but yeah, Carolyn yeah. Blackison was great, but at the end of the day, it was 26 and a half seconds, and I love the more nuanced view of Mothma that. O'Reilly has given us in Revenge of the Sith, in Rebels, in uh, Rogue One, and now in Andor, where I'm I'm hoping she's going to have this very much enhanced role. No, yeah, I'm absolutely. I think I'm very excited, very excited to see um, you know what she does in uh, in Andor, and you know already um, you know both you know Rebels, um, Clone Wars, the voice acting, everything, um, the live action. She's just done a really good job of bringing this character to life doing it in a consistent way across, um, you know, really bringing that consistency to the character across uh, different mediums, across different shows and movies, which I, I definitely appreciate. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, let's see. Best piece of media. What, what are you going to say we're best piece of media? Best piece of media, contingency plan. Um, you know, I, I just love the focus on Mon Mothma's perspective. Um, she's a character, you know, she has a lot of importance, but she's often kind of a very stoic figure, um, you know, in the background, kind of very, very set in her role. We don't really see much inside of her mind what's going on. You know, we just see the very calm facade of the, the strong-willed, soft-spoken um, leader of the rebellion. And we really get to see inside her mind, you know, it's really, really um, interesting and intense, you know, her kind of imagining what will happen, um, you know, trying to maintain, trying to be calm, trying to be this great leader, but really um, her human fears kind of taking over it. She's imagining what happens if the uh, the raid on the Death Star um, does look out, what happens if the Star just, you know, um, just her, like her vision of her, like, hiding out in the radiation belt of black hole in her shuttle as she's 
slowly being hunted down it's it's chilling um and it's i think it's absolutely fantastic honorable mention to the files since i put that as best piece of media since i didn't understand that you wanted like a actor actress for the portrayal um, i absolutely love the files i love all books this kind of book series um rebel files is one of the only ones that's canon so that's cool too and it kind of has the other half of the the yin and yang of star wars you could say where it really goes into the nitty-gritty lore um kind of the lore details um of of her involvement in the rebellion which um which i always appreciate as well uh so mine is the rebel files mine is the rebel files Ooh. Um, I, for a lot of the same reasons that Jacob said, The Rebel Files is, I think, the best of those books. Um, and it's, it's, I think, the only one that's canon. Uh, no shade to the other ones. I think the other ones are fantastic, too. But yeah. seeing the ground-up founda foundation to, from foundation to victory at Yavin to victory at Endor is, like, it's incredible to see and uh, to hear Mothma's personal thoughts about how she builds the Rebellion is fascinating. And I really hope we see more of that in Andor, and that's one of the things I'm most excited for in Andor. Um, and absolutely, if you have not read The Rebel Files, read The Rebel Files. They're fantastic. Uh, written so well. Um, yeah. Um, three best allies. You want to uh, go with your number three? Yeah, quick aside, actually, um, just something something that's a very interesting, fun fact. Um, food for thought, um, if you will. The uh, the Imperial Handbook, which is the, I think the predecessor to this in terms of the chronology of the, uh, or the way that they were released. Um, yeah. The Imperial Handbook um, is actually very unique because it was released after the Legends can split after the Disney take over in 2014 after it was all finalized but becker and meyer actually confirmed that it is not uh it is not in fact canon um it's legend and i believe there's also yeah it's legend and i believe there's also another um the smuggler's handbook i think came out as well um i actually haven't read that oh one. yeah the smuggler's but, handbook um, is canon yeah uh it's it's very good too canon. Yeah, there's, it's interesting this might be the only series like the only continual series that's not like a remake or a reboot in Star Wars that straddles legends and canon as one product. It's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think you were sorry for that. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's good. Uh, what? So what? So what's your third? Um... My uh, best allies. Yeah, third best ally. Third best ally, I am going to go with Bail Organa. Really? I'm a big, fan. I'm, a big yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Bail Organa fan. Um as number three. From, yeah, from what I've seen of uh you know what? No, no. I'm I'm amending my list. I think given what we see of them, I'm gonna put Leia as number three. Um obviously Leia, fantastic character. Um, but you know, in relation to Mon Mothma, I don't think she has quite as much importance. Um, so I'm going to go with Leia because it was very cool to see their relationship grow and, and how they go back all the way from the Rebellion, the early stages of the Rebellion, you know, Leia's childhood all the way to the path and, and late Vader and all the drama. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Henry Underfull 
Henry mm. Underholt as my number three from the Rebel Files. She's the personal aide and attaché to Mothma, and she shares a lot of her personal thoughts about the Rebellion with Underholt, who wrote, who who is like the canon writer of Rebel Files. Um, and seeing Underhold and um, and Mothma's relationship grow and develop in in turn with the rebellion, um, and that book is just fantastic. Um, who's your number two? My number two is going to be Padme Amidala. Ah, in yes. the um, because they both, you know, they they um, they kind of overlap a lot in the Clone Wars. Um, you know the delegation of two thousand, um, the secret meetings, all that stuff. It's it's very cool to get to see them uh, work together, and it, it comes up a lot um, in a lot of the Senate, kind of the Senate focused episodes of the Clone Wars. So it's cool to see. Absolutely, my second one is indeed Leia Organa. Um, seeing Mothma as uh, Leia's mentor and friend, um, and seeing how the two of them communicate uh, together, and really make a good team is one of my favorite pairings in canon. Um, and uh, I, I love the mentor role that Mothma was able to play in Leia's life. Uh, well said. Very well said. Speaking of good pairings, my number one, Bail Organa. Let, um, okay, let's just stop right now. It's my number one, too. Shocker. <laughs> okay. Okay, shocker. Big shocker. Obviously, um... <laughs> I guess you could kind of call them the the grand the the two parents of the of the Rebel Alliance, really. Um, you know, getting to see them work together, their different styles, um, their different styles of leadership. Um, Bale, you know, what he does, and then Mothma, you know, where they where they come together, where they kind of where they kind of diverge a little bit. It's really interesting to see, you know, Mothma her decision to stay in the Senate. Um, as, as long as uh, as long as she does, um, it's really fascinating, and I, I I hope that we get to see a little bit more of them, um, a little bit more of them together in uh, in Andor. Um, although I wouldn't bank on it. A absolutely, I I love the two of them together. Um, they make such a good pairing, especially um, Genevieve and uh, Jimmy Smiths as Mothma and Vale. I mean, there's no one else to play. I mean, except for an animation where he was voiced by Philomar, who was also great, but um, but seeing live action, uh, Jimmy and um, Genevieve in both Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One: A Star Wars Story, and I'm crossing my fingers that Jimmy Smith will be in Andor because he was in Kenobi as well. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see about that. Um, no, seeing them as a team is 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 fantastic. They both have this incredibly idealistic side and a pragmatic side at the same time. Uh, which is awesome, uh, and I and I and I love that. Um, and uh, you know, do you, you know? I think you know this. Uh, this was in Princess of Alderaan. There, they circulated rumors to have of of the, of the two of them having an affair to get the Empire's eyes off of the rebellion. They, uh, yes, I did. I did. Um, it was very interesting. I think it's which, kind of um, it's alluded to in in Leia um, when Tarkin comes to dine with them. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. It, it 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 it's awesome and also on, on honestly had Brian not in, been in the picture for Bale, I ship it. Okay, I'm gonna say it. I ship it. <laughs> like I could see it. Personally, I I couldn't see it, but um, you know, obviously it's a it's a friendship 
at the very least. It's a, a- it's a friendship. Um, it's an alliance for the ages between a- those two. Absolutely, and their their relationship is as strong as it can be. And um, you know, there is that scene that breaks my heart in Rogue One every single time, where Bail Bail tells Mon he's heading back to Alderaan, and that's the last time they'll ever see each other because of yeah. Alderaan's destruction. Only days later. Yeah, that hits. Yeah. Hits. Uh, um, let's do uh, three best enemies. Uh, you want to go uh, uh, first yeah, with your um, third one? From from what I from everything that I've read and watched with Mon Mothma, I, I had a bit of a difficult time um, yeah. picking because she comes to face with a lot of. Uh, with a lot of her enemies so for number three i will say palpatine just because interesting um, of her time in the senate um and when he was still trying to do that political role of having the having the rubber stamp uh having the rubber stamp senate basically um as these figureheads and how she was kind of just being a being a thorn in his side and confounding him um although although it's it's more um at least from all the media that i've seen it's it's more kind of alluded to than anything else yeah absolutely um my third one and again two of these i wouldn't call enemies i'd call adversaries more. Mm. they're more in an animal serial um but the first one is um is uh a is from legends his name he's a boffin senator named borsk felaya oh um, yeah 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 and he was very influential in the Rebel Alliance, especially in the days a- in the years after the Battle of Endor. Um, and he had a very in- like Boffins have a very interesting personality, and they're very um, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but they have a sense of ego that other species do not. They um, they they of course have their famous spy net. Um, uh, you know, many Bothans died to, um, bring us this information, of course. He, he's, he's very, he was very, uh, it was very egocentric and self-serving guy, and he wanted to gain greater power in the New Republic and in the Rebel Alliance. Um, and it, and Mothma often had difficulty dealing with Felaya's machinations, uh, and it's an interesting relationship, and it goes for a long time because Felaya died um, 27 years after Yavin. Uh, uh, so this happens a long, long, long time uh, in Legends, and it's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, so my number two pick, I'm going to go with Halle Bertoni. Ah! The, yeah. uh, what's her name? The, um... The count the Kaminoan kind of pro war warhawk senator. Yeah. By the way, let's um, take a second to talk about how Star Wars is totally not political, and yet we have Halle yeah. Bertoni as a name. <laughs> Definitely not political. No way. No way, Jose. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, they're kind of again. It's it's not super direct because Padme is. Um, often the focus of these episodes of the clone wars the political episodes or i guess they're all political to some extent the the senate intrigue episode clone wars uh, 
just kind of focus and moth moth takes a secondary role but you know their rivalry it's it's certainly there um and it's really interesting it's it's just cool to see kind of um often the more political side of sport um the the, the senate debates the corruption um the massive amounts of money that are involved um like i like the moment when um i can't remember which episode it is but I think like Padme is giving a speech. Mon Moth was behind her. Then Hallad Bertoni comes in and is like, no, you guys are all wrong. I recommend we order 5 million more clone troopers, um, send trillions of credits to my home planet, the planet that I represent. Nothing nothing suspicious here. Nothing at all. No, um, no, nothing, nothing. They're nothing. just kind of polar opposites. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, uh, yeah, my number two is, again, not really an enemy, just more of an adversarial relationship, which is, uh, General Davis Draven, um, in Rogue One, and I hope we we'll see, we see more of Draven, we see more of Alistair Petrius, uh, Draven, but again, it, this was not really direct, but very much Mothma ordered Cassian to do a lot of different things during Rogue One, and D Draven often ordered the opposite disobeying his commander and we we see and i hope we'll see this morning and or a little bit more of the less noble side of the rebel alliance um and it's that interesting balance between mothma and draven they're not really again they're not really enemies or adversaries they're just they just represent different sides of the scale of the rebel alliance um and it's interesting to see that rivalry play out um on how far you should go to achieve victory. Um, there's another uh, rebel character I'm sure we'll talk about later who has that other, um, who has that differing philosophy. But go on to your number one. My number one pick, um, I heard even call this an enemy, um, but I am going to have to go with um, Saw Gerrera. Because yeah. of their clashes, their clashes in rebels. Um, obviously, you know, saw you know shows up on the giant hologram starts yelling at the rebels on um on yavin starts oh you're not going hard enough you're not doing this you're not doing that and then you know mon mothma comes out and uh, there i mean there's a lot there to talk about um we could probably spend an hour you know unpacking you know their differences and their their ideological differences and their back and forth um but it's uh yeah it's really interesting you know the the different ways that they choose to run the rebellions and it, it um it, it makes me more ad it, it makes me admire mon mothma as character more the way that she she really knows how to use reused restraint um and you know kind of sensing in the essence to a, a saw who's kind of just screw you let's go blow shit up and that's yeah. his whole mo absolutely um uh what was i gonna say uh, yeah, but my number one was Palpatine. My number one was Palpatine. Um, I love the, the, how opposite they are in terms of political stuff, because Mosma is ex an extremely selfless person, and Palpatine is an extremely selfish person. You know, I would say that somebody like Luke or Rey is Palpatine's complete opposite in the Force, but in the terms of politics, I'd say it's Mothma, or someone like Leia. Um, who 
you know, she is that crusading freedom fighter, and it's always those two faces up against each other. It's the, you know, the face of tyranny of Palpatine versus the face of rebellion and freedom, Mothma. And I think that, I think it's really interesting. She calls out the Emperor herself in the Declaration of Rebellion, and I think their relationship, if you could even call it that, is very interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. Um, what we got next? Five uh, best moments? Five best moments. Let's do this. Go ahead with your number five. Let's do this. Yeah, again, mine aren't really in any particular order, but um, I'm going to go with uh, the Dantooine speech in the ghost when she unites the rebel cells. I think that every, um, you know, voice acting standpoint, absolutely. Um, it's a huge moment, um, you know, for her and if you if you're able to like follow her journey um through through the different books um the movies little snippets the tidbits of what we get of her um and then it's a huge moment for the ghost crew um and for the rebellion as well you know knowing that this is what spurs um unity her kind of mon mothma finally saying you know what screw it we have to do this the time is now we gotta we have to engage the um empire and open warfare well, you know, um, throughout Rebels and even Rogue One is kind of something that a uh, a lot of people, a lot of the Rebels are are really scared of, um, and rightfully so. But um, you know that moment when she finishes her speech and then, you know, one by one the ships kind of start dropping out of hyperspace all around them. It's it's incredible. It's a good moment. Absolutely. Um. So, uh, my number five is her first appearance in Rogue One. Um, where she lays out the mission for Cassie, and I think it was a very commanding performance from Genevieve O'Reilly after not having been in the role for over 10 years. Um, and I think it's a great return for Senator Mothma as a character, especially. Um, number four. Number four, Von Mothma's contingency plan. Um, basically, her and contingency plan, um, it's an amazing moment for her. Um, you know, she, even as... The rebels are gambling everything on destroying the Death Star. She's, you know, still got the backup plans. She's going to send out the coded messages. She's got the safe houses. Um, and and in a more personal sense, just her grappling with the rebellion and and how much how much is uh how much is riding on so what she kind of her thing about what she's asking of the um of the people involved of the people she's recruiting of the people of the galaxy what what how much she's really asking them to stand up to a a force as tyrannical and and terrifying and ruthless as the empire it's a it's a really great moment for her absolutely uh, my number four is the delegation of 2000 meetings uh the deleted scenes from revenge of the sith um and I think it's a really it's it's a really it's a bunch of really powerful meetings, uh, especially the ones with Mon and Bale and specifically Padme, because Padme is very reluctant about the ideas that Mothma and Bale are preaching at first. But I I really think it's through their persuasiveness and through uh, their rhetoric that Padme is convinced that this is what needs to be done about Palpatine and his growing power in the Republic. Absolutely. Um, number three, her kind of standing up to Saw Gerrera 
in Rebels. Um, you know, Saw Gerrera, he's talking big talk. He's talking a lot of smack. And then all of a sudden, mild-mannered, calm on Mothma just snaps. And she puts her foot down. And she says, no, enough is enough. And she really explains her ideology brilliantly. Um, she says, like, if we stoop, basically, she says, like, if we stoop to the Empire's level, then we're no better than they are. It's not just it's not just why you fight it's not just what you're fighting for it's how you fight that makes a difference because she's not just like unlike saw she's not just trying to create chaos and burn the empire to the ground she wants to create something better after all the fighting um is said and done which is more difficult to do um but yeah a masterful performance um genevieve o'reilly um another tremendous for her uh, number three for me. The Emperor has made a critical error, and the time for our attack is now. 26 and a half seconds is all Mon Mothma needs to make an impact in Return of the Jedi, and I just freaking love everything around that, too. So the Endor briefing is my number three. Endor briefing, okay. Uh, my number... Yeah, go ahead. Before the Battle of Scarif, um... Her decision to not commit the full rebellion to raid on Scarif um, in that big meeting is, an, is a really interesting and cool moment to me. Um, you know, although she authorized the mission to rescue Jin Urso, um, she knew about the Death Star. She knew it was at stake. Um, she really, um, as uh, as this character often does, Mon Mothma, she really read the room correctly and made a, a very good choice. You know, realized maybe the rebel leaders they're genuinely heightened. She realized she had limited power, even as the leader of the Rebel Alliance, still in its infancy. She didn't want to become a tyrant like Palpatine, ordering different groups around. Um, and 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 eventually, rebel groups did come to help the to help the cause. Obviously, Admiral Radis and more. Um, but Mon Mothma knew it, it's better for morale. It's better for recruiting, for the motivator of the rebellion to be hope and courage. And having that courage to do the right thing rather than just having strict discipline under the threat of punishment absolutely so i think it was a really it, it, it's another one of those moments that i think it's it's one of those classic mon mothma moments like in um in rebels um in zero hour where she um she has to make a choice that you know it, it certainly doesn't look good it certainly doesn't seem like the obvious thing to do but it is the correct decision or it is a correct decision yeah absolutely um so uh my number two is her argument with sagrera in in the name of the rebellion part one um you know the uh, it i often remember um saw's quote from that which is if you continue to fight on the empire's terms you are going to lose but Mon, Mon Mothma delivers an excellent rebuttal to that. Um, and I think it's interesting, like, it, again, it's about why and how we fight, which is an ex it's a central theme to Star Wars Rebels, and I think Mothma puts a really nice bow on it. Um, uh, in this scene that, like, that... Yeah, Saul wants to burn the Empire to the ground. Saul wants to take out the Empire at any cost, but what will he become if he does that? Yeah, exactly. Who who will he be as a person if he does that? Uh, they they will fight and they will kill, ne if necessary. Mon Mothma's rebellion, 
but they will not do things like kill civilians. They will not do things like torture. They do not believe that that is humane. And they won. They won off of that. Uh, they did. And so, uh, no, I, I really, um, I really quite uh, enjoy that scene. Absolutely. Um, so my last moment, um, it's a bit of a, a bit of a strange one, um, bit of a complicated story. Um, but basically, Bon Mothma kind of saves the galaxy from the Empire with a fruit. So in Aftermath, um, Bon Mothma, now Chancellor of the Republic, gets word that the Imperial remnants are massing on, uh, on Jakku. Um, and fearing an attack, she convenes the Senate and holds a vote for military action for the new republic, basically the rebranded alliance military to um to wipe out the remainder of the um the empire and, and secure the new republic. Um the fail, however, because Senator Senator Wartall, a rival senator, um, was leading a group of senators to vote against the military action. Um so she ends up riding with Wartall to the Republic's new capital at the time of Nakadia to uh, buy time for her friends to investigate um, the five senators who are being led by a war told to vote against. Um, the ship is stopped by security ships over the planet. Um, Ortol is furious because he's being held up and he was supposed to meet with his co-conspirators um, before a second vote. Um, but the security search of the ship um, will take hours. Um, when Wartold demands to know why the ship is being searched, Security says the scanners picked up an illegal fruit on board. And since Nakadia has a very delicate ecosystem, they have to be very careful about uh, what um, what species they bring to the planet's surface. Wartle says he knew about this, and he made sure there was nothing illegal on board, and it must be a mistake. At which point, at which point Mon Mothma, being ignorant, pulls out a pit fruit from her pocket and, and says that she uh, forgot about it. Um, and uh, while they wait... While um, Wartol can do nothing but steam and smolder as he's been outplayed by Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma's friends successfully find that the other senators were being paid off, and upon exposing this, um, they get enough votes to uh, to pass the emergency resolution to take military action against the Empire. That is fantastic. That is incredible. It is one of the most twisting and turning ones, uh, one of these moments that, are, that I unraveled, but it's, uh, it's pretty great. <laughs> pretty good um i'll just read my number one moment uh from senator mothma to you just because i think it deserves to be read in its entirety you know what i mean um let's do this i'm gonna i'm trying to find it in my sheet here we go this is senator mon mothma i've been called a traitor for speaking out against a corrupt galactic senate a senate manipulated by the sinister tactics of the emperor For too long, I've watched the heavy hand of the Empire strangle our liberties, stifling our freedoms in the the name of ensuring our safety. No longer. Despite Imperial threats, despite the Emperor himself, I have no fear as I take new action. For I am not alone. Beginning today, we stand together as allies. I hereby resign from the Senate to fight for you. Not from the distant halls of politics, but from the front lines. We will not rest until we bring an end to the Empire, until we restore our our Republic. Are you with me? This, my friends, 
This is our rebellion. The declaration of rebellion over Dantooine at the end of Secret Cargo. Watch Secret Cargo. It is one of the best episodes of Star Wars Rebels ever. And it's one of the most galactic... It's one of the most galactically important episodes of Star Wars Rebels. Or Star Wars television, just really ever. It's fantastically written. Um, uh, Matt McNavitz is the writer behind that, and he's just... He, he writes great stuff, but this is really one of his magnum opuses uh, in terms of Star Wars. Uh, it, 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 is, it is fantastic, and I love it. Um, uh, yeah, and I think that concludes our Character Appreciation Day on Senator Mothma. Uh, anything else before we go? I think... Let's see. Uh, next week on Star Wars in a Galaxy, we're, let's see what we're doing next week. Shouldn't we? We should see what we're doing next week. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, next week... Next week, we're finally, we're finally doing the thing. We're finally, finally doing the thing. Next week, we are diving into the season, the series premiere of Star Wars The Bad Batch Aftermath. Oh, boy. So that will be out. So so that will be out uh, next week. Um, in the meantime, I would like to announce something, which is that I recorded a guest spot a few days ago that I'm pretty sure will be out pretty soon after this episode comes out. I think probably a few days after that. Um, our friend of the show, good friend of the show, my personal friend in the Star Wars community, uh, Mr. Devore from A Large View of the Force, kindly invited me to be a part of uh, his 41st episode. Um, and I had a wonderful time talking about the greatest Star Wars novel ever to be, have been written. Of course, that is Adam Christopher's Shadow of the Sith. Um, we had a great discussion about Shadow of the Sith. I raved about Bestoon Boy, I raved about, uh, Komat and Kiza and all the great characters. So if you want to check out me and Devor geeking out over Shadow of the Sith, go check out A Larger View of the Force. Uh, it's a fantastic Star Wars podcast, friend of the show. And, uh, I'm really excited for not only the chance at me returning sometime but devore and i mentioned several times during the episode that we were sad that you couldn't make it jacob and yeah. um Javor mentioned to me several times that he wants to have both of us on at one point oh yeah so i'm sure um, I'm, that is that is obviously something that i would be very very happy to do that so would be a lot of fun so yeah i want to plug that um and uh of course also um epic confrontations is gonna take a little hiatus until in the next month where we are going to have Connor, uh, the one-eyed Knight Chiquiti versus Andrew, the Grand Admiral Geha. Uh, very excited for that match. Um, but I think that's it. Do you have any other announcements, Jacob, before I... Uh, no. Okay. Um, well, until next time, uh, you can, uh, follow us on Twitter at InAGalaxyPod, our trivia account at InAGalaxyTrivia, Instagram star at Star Wars in a Galaxy. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, we will be there. If we're not, email us, as well as email us with um, any of your questions or hot takes or anything, SWInAGalaxy at gmail.com. Uh, leave a five-star review and rating on, um, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you can't, really does help with our visibility. And until next time, may the Force be with you, always.